Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 24. Final farewell. I'm Alexander. I'm Jeanette. And with us today is author Trisha Woldridge. Welcome, Trisha. Hi, thank you guys for having me back. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we missed you. (laughs) Well, well, I'd say I missed you, but I like listening to your podcast. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll have another one eventually so that you can listen to that one. Excellent. And thank you very much for being our final guest on our Mm show. I'm happy to be. Thank you. To start off with, um, I wanted to allow you as as one of our listeners, as well as one of our guests, to ask any questions you have, (laughs) because I figure maybe some of the questions you have, other people in the audience might also have. So, yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious. What do you guys have in the works? What's coming up for you guys? So, um, well, right now, currently, I uh, I just got my Part 107 um, unmanned aircraft certificate for drone flying. So, cool. So I'm, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that right now. I'll be spending a couple of months perfecting my aerial photography. And uh, then I'm going to be kind of deciding what the new podcast is going to be, which in my brain right now, it's centered around the creation of my first book. Uh, and so mm-hmm. kind of thinking about how that's going to be kind of formatted. And uh, Jeanette, what are you doing? Well, the main uh, main thing that I'm focusing on first is the YouTube channel, which is an art-based, fun-slash-weird art channel, <laughs> because that's who I am. Um, and then something that is currently in the works is I'm illustrating a book with Kylie Getz, actually. She was on the podcast recently. So we have a project cooking that uh, we should be talking about by the end of this year, hopefully. So I got oh, a book excellent. and a YouTube channel. And those are my big main focuses right now. Cool. Are you guys going to be working together on the podcast or is that just going to be more Alexander's? I think it's going to be more mine right now. Like, even though Jeanette was the co-host of the Ninth Story podcast with Dan for season four, before we took over for season five, and... uh uh, she expressed to me that this wasn't something that she felt extraordinarily like this was her, like this was her thing or something that she really wanted to focus on entirely. It was more her supporting, you know, my enthousi- my enthusiasm about it. Yeah. Um, and an excuse to talk to people like you. Like, I love asking people that are interesting lots of questions. That's why I liked the podcast. <laughs> Whereas the the writing and storytelling part of me has grown a lot, but it still feels a little bit like um, here here's a here's a story from high school. In high school, we'd get one free period during uh, Wednesdays, and there were two places I wanted to be. I wanted to be with the theater folk, and I wanted to be with the creative writing folk, and I had to constantly choose which one I was going to go to and get you know 
slack from both of them, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So frequently I ended up in the theater performance crowd instead of the creative writing crowd. And that's still how I feel right now. I'm like, I'm kind of like sneaking in the back door a lot. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. Um, but I'm not 100% here. Okay. Because <laughs> typically I would get the, all I, of the work. I would get the guests. I would craft uh, the majority of the questions and then kind of make it so that we would both have an even balance of questions for the show. And then I would do all the post-production. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and since I went to school for broadcasting and fine arts, uh, most of the broadcasting kind of played into the technical stuff. And so it just was really me learning a new piece of equipment, like the board we're working with and doing a mix minus so we can get uh, your audio to come in through Skype. Okay. And all that stuff. So, like, it was for me, like, I understood the technical end. It was more understanding what are we talking about and why. So, that's more the creative end of and, and the business end, too, of like, well, what is this? I mean, if we're turning this into something that's going to be a regular thing, what is it? Because I think that anybody that does a podcast, eventually you have to start thinking about the business end because it's a lot of time that you're committing yes. and you want to be able to, uh, you know, put that time aside you know, in a way that you feel comfortable with and be like, you know what, it's time well spent that I'm learning or I'm sharing knowledge, but I'm also should be getting, you know, some sort of compensation for my time because absolutely, yeah. uh, especially with us, you know, eventually going to, you know, we're married and eventually we're going to want to be parents. So I need to, you know, my time is, is valuable to me and I need to be sure that I'm actually using it well. Mm-hmm. Cool. That sounds really good. So look forward to seeing that. Is there other stuff you guys might collaborate on in the future? Oh, always. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm been mulling around with a music video I want to do for some friends of mine. Uh, their band called the Deadites. Uh, they have a uh, a podcast. <laughs> I, I love it. Me too. Yeah, they have a podcast called Trick or Treat Radio that they do every single Wednesday. They've done it for a long time, and I think they're up to like episode six hundred and something or whatever. I don't know. Is it two hundred? Wow. I don't know what it is. It's it's a couple. It's a couple hundred episodes, and those, and they're actually that number. You know, when we say 624, it's like season six, episode 24. So they mean 624. <laughs> yeah, they're they're up really, really up there at their numbers of uh, episodes. And um, the lead singer and his lady friend both have gone through uh, cancer and uh, are, are dealing with that and a lot of bills and whatever. And so, like, you know what? I love those guys. I, I really want to continue to support them. And so I was I've been thinking about it for a long time for doing a uh, a music video for them just because I love them and I love their band and, and I want to support their passions and things that, that make them happy. So I'm going to be doing a music video based on their song Double Damage. And we're just been mulling around that. So Jeanette's going to help me with a lot mm-hmm. with figuring that out as far as the uh, designing the overall look of it and storyboarding it and all that, because it's going to be like a a really elaborate story mixed in with the music video portion. And now that I have this drone, I can do some really cool drone shots in there too. And uh, kind of, you can, I mean, you can use it for so many different things. Like you can use a drone for like a, like a techno crane or a, you know, you can use it in a lot of different same ways you'd use more expensive equipment. Okay. Another thing that we've been thinking about creating together is another book, um, which is there's, stories short stories and poetry written by Alex with illustrations by me and it would kind of be like the book series scary stories to tell in the dark um so that's one that we've been oh very fiddling with (laughs) 
and is one of my longtime childhood favorites. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> yeah, so that's been like a dream project for us mm-hmm. to kind of, I think when I start doing my new podcast and I start really delving deeper into doing my book and really focus on completing it uh, and I get into that good writer flow, I think that's going to be a good time for us to uh, start approaching that project and blocking it out and figuring out what it is and then uh, executing it and making mm-hmm. it happen. So tell me about this book that you've mentioned a few times. What what are you doing? Oh, so I'm I'm writing a young adult horror. I kind of like to call it a young adult horror adventure novel, um, and and uh, it's tentatively titled Windigo, and I've been Ooh. working on it for a while now. Originally, it was a script I wrote like 15 years ago, like a treatment for a horror movie, and then that kind of sat and gestated for a while, and then I started. Uh, wanting to turn it into a novel uh, because I figured, you know what, making a movie is, you know, sometimes things just kind of fall apart in the final version of a film where you have a really great idea, but things never come together the way you want. And then you're beholden to investors and other people. And so they're going to want to change it and morph it into something else. So I really like the idea of writing a novel because you have full control over everything and there's no budget limitations. You can go as crazy and as outlandish as you want. The only limit is your imagination. So I started tackling this book, but then uh, when I started really getting into it, I realized um, that at its core, it was just kind of flat. Like it just felt like an interesting idea, but it really didn't have these characters that I could feel were like tangible that I related to or, or really felt fully flushed out. So the more I learned about character development uh, through um, all the various people we've interviewed on the show, um, the more I wanted to really find a great central character that I really related to. And, okay. or, or at least that I can really kind of get in her headspace. Cause I don't, I don't think this main character is really me, but it's really the most I've ever been able to get into somebody else's headspace and feel like it's a fully flushed out character that has their own motivations that's kind of growing as I flush out the story. And it's like a young half Native American girl who grew up in very much an American culture and, and away from Native American culture. So she's half and half, but she doesn't really understand her Native American side. So it's kind of her exploring her Native American side because of certain tragedies that kind of spur this whole adventure on. And her kind of growing into her own woman as the adventure progresses along with, you know, realizing where her place in the world is. Oh, cool. That sounds really good. I, mm-hmm. I look forward to reading that. Thank you. So are you going to be going the more of a um, self-publishing, ind- self, self-publishing independent route with this if you want full creative control? Or are you going to be passing it around to agents, editors, and so on? I think I'm going to try passing around to agents and editors and just see what kind of bites I could get, you know, cause mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, doing it on my own is going to be fine, but having some practiced hands that can help to get it out to more readers would be very helpful. And, uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm really going to give that a shot and see how that works. And, and if I get some bites and people, somebody really loves it and they want to, you know, I find some you know reputable publishers that I'm really comfortable with um, then I will go that route. If I feel that independent publishing is the better route after attempting that, then I'll do that. So since I'm new to this, I'm just kind of putting out the feelers and trying to see mm-hmm. what works best. That sounds like a good plan to you. That's pretty much what I do with my writing as well. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
So cool. All right, what specific projects are you working on, Jeanette? Specific projects. Um, the biggest one is the YouTube channel. I have planned out about six months worth of content <laughs> that I want to be doing. Excellent. It's kind of a weird moment of transition for me because I'm, I've never been so focused before in my life. <laughs> cool. So having a book that needs to be a focus for illustration this year, having a platform that I'm working on um, so that I can, because what I realized last year was 54% of my income last year was just from artwork and illustration. I was like, holy heck, what if I put all of my time into this? Could I actually make a living? What? Cool. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, as the taxes come in right now, I'm actually feeling really empowered and excited because I realize, oh my gosh, all the work I've been doing is starting to pay off. So um, that's why the laser focus is starting to happen. Oh, excellent. That actually leads me to my next question yeah. for both of you, which is how can people support both of your work right now? Well, I am going to have a Patreon up by the time this episode comes out. So if people want to support me specifically there, that is a great way to do it. Otherwise, just checking out the YouTube channel will be a great way to do it as well. And where can people find this Patreon? Well, it'll be patreon.com slash Jeanette Andromeda. But it's not cool. set up at this exact moment. It's something on my to-do list for literally today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What about you, Alexander? Um, well, I will be creating... I'm actually also going to be creating... I didn't mention this at all. I'm <laughs> actually going to be creating a YouTube um, vlog of my drone adventures. Um, oh, cool. And I will definitely be posting that on my Twitter and on the Ninth Story Facebook page and on uh, wherever you can find Ninth Story. Uh, I'll definitely be putting that out there. Um, and so the purpose of that is to basically be kind of a portfolio site for my, um, my drone adventures and also to kind of connect with other drone enthusiasts out there. People are interested in it and to kind of connect to that community because there's a really strong drone and, uh, hobbyist, enthusiast, professional community out there. And I'm really enjoying some other YouTube channels by other YouTube, uh, uh other drone professionals out there. Some of them are really fun and some of them are very informative. I just like the kind of zen, chill uh, feeling to a lot of these channels. And um, that's kind of what I'm excited about is kind of getting to this place of calm and focus and uh, expressing myself creatively through drone work and how beautiful and cinematic a lot of this footage is and how much you can tell a story like this one guy, um, I think he's from like Finland or something. He made this really beautiful short film with his drone. And there's this really cool transition where he's like having the drone come and come low and down to the grass level. And then he did a smash cut where it like made it look like the drone was flipping out of control, like a, like a, like a washing machine kind of spin. And then, okay. and then when it finished its rotation, it was, him in silhouette on the grass landing at that same moment and it had this really great movement to it and and um so i'm really excited to see how people can tell story with drones and i'm excited to uh take that on so once once that's officially a thing because i'm going to be as soon as i'm done editing this week's episodes these last few episodes of the podcast i'm going to be disassembling my mac 
and then upgrading it with a new uh, six core processor and some more RAM and maybe eventually upgrading the graphics card so that I can handle 4K footage because I'll be my, my drone f- shoots up to 4K 60 frames a second. So I need something that can handle that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That is really cool. Thank you. Um, I usually like like for a final question to people when I interview, because mm-hmm. um, that's my other job, too, is I interview people for the bookstore and I <laughs> yeah. used to be a journalist. Um, what questions do you not get? What What is the one question that you wish more people would ask you? And what is the answer to that question? Ooh, that is a good question. Mm, I need to think about this for a second. Well, I think that um, I think for most people. The, the question specifically for this show that we always wish we would get uh, and, and, and people to ask is like, you know, or, that, or just basically not even ask, but make a statement of how people feel about the show. Um, you know, when we hear people saying that certain episodes inspired them to want to go out and create or write their own book or whatever, that's really amazing. And so if people would just not just ask, but make statements about, what they feel about the show. And since we're going to be promoting these, all these episodes we did for these two seasons over the next couple of months um, to continue to kind of celebrate everything we did do. Um, Cause we are very proud of everything we've done. I, I have allergies. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So yeah, like I think just, I would want to have people, you know, now that the show is ending or ended at this point, um, to really kind of talk about their favorite memories and kind of share that uh, about the show or, or particular episodes that they really, really loved. Like when we had Gail Carson Levine on who wrote Ella Enchanted, mm-hmm. Jeanette's yeah. sister was just geeking out hardcore about that. So was I. <laughs> and when I got Darren Shan to come on this show who wrote uh, The Vampire's Assistant, Cirque de Freak, um, yeah. which was amazing, you know, and you know, to comment on these episodes, just what, what did you like? What was exciting to you? Because that particular episode, you know, when we got such a huge author to come on the show and immediately when you listen to the very beginning of that show, when he gets introduced, it sounds like we've been talking to him forever. He just kind of eases us into the conversation, really, you know, puts us at ease because he's just so personable and, and, and down to earth. So I really loved talking to some people that were, you know, uh, both um, friends of ours and, and people that were really, you know, prolific writers and people that are extraordinarily well-known writers, like everybody in between. I don't I don't put any one interview over another because every single one we learned something from. A lot from. Yeah. And, and so because we learned so much from every single interview, um, it was really, really hard for us to say goodbye to this. It was something mm-hmm. we really didn't want to do. We were like so disheartened by um you know the thought of moving on the thought of moving on because it's, yeah. it's essentially i, I talked we, we talked about this in during the dan interview that he wanted to know really what do you want to do with this and um so we didn't i guess we we, we were going to continue this course for a couple of years exactly what we're doing now and we were okay with doing that but until we really asked ourselves well, what are we doing and why are we doing this and and what are we getting out of this and do we feel like this is really genuine to us, 100% mm-hmm. genuine to us? And the answer is no, um, is that because this was not our creation. Uh, when, you, okay. when you create something yourself, you know, like, I guess... There's something so much more yeah. 
I don't know, a more personal once you create something from the ground up yourself. Um, and I think that's where it came down to was we were on a certain path with the ninth story where we wanted to ask certain questions because that's what this podcast was. But there mm. are different stories and different uh, directions we want to go in that would be a little too much of a pivot for this podcast to really stand on its own still without having it re actually be rebranded and restarted. Yeah, so, we kept we kept morphing it into new things right. every season. And like next season was going to be like... A total shift. Just personal stories, not even like writing, just, just personal stories from people all of different walks of life as a way to inspire people with some genuine human moments that they can use for their books or whatever, or their characters. Just say, here, listen to these real human stories, get connected to human beings and yourself and use that to make better books. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was a cool idea, but it's still... Yeah. It was a very big pivot. Yeah, it's still a big pivot. Like yeah. we, we started off with like sharing a story and then an interview. And then we moved on to a very specific topic for this season. And then we're like, okay, now we're going to completely shift it to something new. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know what? I just need to decide what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> And and actually do a thing that yeah. is like a thing, like not, you know, really just kick myself in the butt and say, you know what, you need to really understand what you're trying to communicate and make something that feels more genuine and personal because that's what's people that's what people are going to relate to. It's they're not going to relate to something that is uh, not connected directly to you or or is kind of flighty and and doesn't really have a full direction. Like I think people need a strong direction. I think that's why we didn't get a ton of reviews or comments for these these two seasons because people were listening and still trying to understand every single episode well what am i listening to it's cool i like it i love hearing these great interviews with these great authors but what are you what is this <laughs> and i think that when people can't when people can't put their finger on exactly what something is i think they just have a little bit of a distance from it until they can kind of really connect with it and understand exactly what they're listening to and i'm like aha uh -huh, now i get it you know now i feel qualified to comment because i can really understand it cool that's okay. a really good answer and question <laughs> so i i i think i figured out what question i wish people would ask and that okay. is um if you could bring something out of the world from the things that you do what would it be and it would be to keep people motivated to create on their own. Like that is the one thing that drives me more than anything else is to see people who are striving to make something out of their imagination. And that is the most important thing to me. I genuinely think the world is a better place because there are books, because there are TV shows, because there is art. I think it's just the most important thing. And as long as people are trying and trying to create, we're going to be okay. Even if the apocalypse happens, we're still going to try and try to create and we'll make something better out of what's left. <laughs> Didn't you have like a little like uh, quandary about that of like, if the apocalypse happened, what would happen to me? I don't, where, where was that? Con I don't remember why we were having that conversation. I, I don't know. But you're I was like, pretty you're convinced like... I would be the, uh, the zombie in the crowd, not the survivor, because... <laughs> 
my health is so terrible, I would just be one of the first to die. But if I survived that initial like flu epidemic or whatever, I would make sure to make the world that's left a better place. Which I had absolutely <laughs> nothing to say to that. I was like, that's such BS. It's like, oh my God. Oh, I can't eat certain food. Oh no, I, I, I'm going to die now. Like, that's so silly. But that's my life right now. No, you're... <laughs> You had some aches in your in your gallbladder. It doesn't mean you're going to die. Felt like it. Lame. Can't eat anything. Going to die now. Okay, bye. Actually, I'm just going to bleach all of the pigment out of my hair and reinvent myself. And so. your gallbladder. And my gallbladder. It's all better. Uh, anyone who I've had known who have gone through the gallbladder, it's just horrendous. It's so awful, isn't it? Yes. You can't eat anything. Everything hurts. It's just, ugh. Yeah. I'm glad that so you got through that and you're doing better now, I hope. Yeah, I'm definitely okay. on the uh the right healing path, but right after um uh right after October actually, so November, I got really sick, ended up in the ER with gallbladder issues undiagnosed as to what they were. It wasn't gallstones or anything normal. It's just like this hurts a lot and I can't eat anything. And they're like, I don't know. Go see another doctor who will never answer the phone for you. Like, okay, great. Um, well, so <laughs> yeah, we've called like a ton of specialists, and they they never get. They're apparently yeah. too busy and too important for me. Um, <sighs> but yeah. the nice thing is, I did find a biochemist actually who was able to help me figure out what, based on my symptoms, my body was missing nutritionally. Um, okay. So I've been eating a very specific meal plan for the last week and feeling like. A new human being, which I think is why I needed to bleach all of the color out of my hair and have a fresh start. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm actually going to come back to what uh, Alex had asked about um, a statement. And since this is the last episode, I'd yeah. be happy to say that the one thing that I noticed about both of you is how your passion comes through when you talk to people on your podcast. And that's pretty much with every interview that I've heard you guys give is that it's very clear that you're passionate about art and about creating. And that passion to me infects in a good way, all of the people that you interview. And that's why I think they come out so well. So that's my statement for you. <laughs> Thank you. Just made my heart melt a little bit. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and thank you guys for putting out such a wonderful podcast for so long and, and keeping the inspiration flowing for people. Thank you. Thank you. And we, we are welcome. <laughs> slash thank you. <laughs> and we are, you know, very saddened to end this because, you know, we were happy to continue this journey and, and discover and try. But I guess sometimes you just have to take a moment and pause and really think about what you're doing and why. And, and especially if you're, you know, if you're a writer, like, you know, if you just keep writing and writing and writing and you really don't have any outside opinions or resources or anything or education or whatever, you're just kind of taking what you've already learned and just going for it and you're not having any luck, you know, that's kind of how we felt about this podcast was that we were constantly trying things, but not really getting enough outside input to really continue to make it better or to think about how to make it a little more uh, us. Mm -hmm. And and so finally that, you know, we have this time because I think right now is a huge, huge point of change for us. Yeah. Uh, we're mm -hmm. doing a lot of different things and making a lot of big decisions. Um, 
they're going to affect everything going forward. And I do feel like a better person than I was when I started this podcast. Me too. Uh, uh, before I started this podcast, I had a lot of problems accepting compliments or uh, accepting that I had any kind of shred of talent. And the more I did this show and the more help I got along the way, like I've been on the Wicked Library podcast three times. Uh, I've had a short story, a poem, and I got to uh, narrate an episode, a bonus episode. So cool. that's pretty awesome, you know, yes. and, and for people to validate the fact that I do have something, there's something good in me, there's something strong and, 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 and uh, confident and there's some talent there that, that can be nurtured is always hugely appreciated because you don't always get that. You know, sometimes you, you share it with friends and family and they don't get it and which we've had, you know, Pippa Bailey on and she had that problem big time. And for Jeanette, you know, even though she's fantastic, sometimes she had a little bit of, you know, imposter syndrome with her own works. Oh, frequently. I'm constantly yeah. looking at anything I make and I go, well, I'm really proud. Throw it in the trash. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also there <laughs> so so it's great to get positive feedback and i think jeanette is really coming into her own as far as her own style and um finding something that she's really happy and confident with and being able to incorporate more story into her art more personal things into her art and feel comfortable with that and so we're both really expressing ourselves and kind of found our paths like i think YouTube is going to be amazing for Jeanette. I, I've, the first time I recorded uh, with her for one of her YouTube videos um, for her new format, I was extraordinarily impressed with how confident she sounded and how much of an authority she sounded like. And I was like, wow. And she's like, well, I'm just emulating my professors about like, you do it well, <laughs> you know, you really yeah. do it well and, and it feels natural for you. So um, I, I was very impressed by that. And even though I know I'm not any kind of an expert in anything, I agree that, yeah, I, I sound like I at least connect to the human level at the human level. And at the creative level, I really do connect with all these works. And that's kind of where my expertise or my uh, forte kind of lies is just that I am very much connected to the creative process. I'm very much connected to other human beings. I love learning stuff about you and your life and, and other, other, other friends and other people that we don't even know that we've had on the show, kind of learning more about them personally and getting to know them um, and having them be open on our show. The people who are the most open on our show personally, those are the people that really speak to me and they make me, they make me feel like, you know what, I'm not alone in this world, that there are yeah. other people that I can, I can relate to that are interested in humanity and, and correcting, connecting with other human beings and, and having that enrich your life and your creativity and feed your creativity. I mean, that to me is really what I love about uh, the New England Horror Writers. It's what I love about NaNoWriMo. It's what I love about any of these organizations that are out there to help connect people and support people through their journey. Yes, I agree entirely with that, too. I was actually going to throw out um, a couple things that you guys might find interesting too. Yeah. Um, as you consider, as you continue on your journey, um, 
also I'd love to hang out and like talk shop with you guys. Yes, yeah, please. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Um, but also what would be useful for the readers too, is there's also now the new England speculative writers, Ooh. which is focusing on science fiction and fantasy and, um, going, following the path of new England horror writers, but creating a space for people who don't specifically deal in horror. That's awesome. Um, so check that out on Facebook. It's a really great group. We just did, we're doing our very first anthology that Ooh. just closed January 31st. And I worked my butt off all month to get a story in there. Nice. <laughs> story totally beat my, beat me up. Um, so I'm hoping they like it. Um, but that's a really cool uh, place for you guys and your listeners to check out if they're writers. Mm-hmm. Um and also just knowing uh, Jeanette's art and following that. And since you're doing a YA book, Alex, uh, mm-hmm. if you guys are part of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Nope. I've gotten a be. lot of great information on uh, just about publishing, about promoting my work. And it's for both illustrators and writers. That's awesome. I'll um, definitely and check I that out. I recommend them. They're a great professional organization. Um, they put out a bi-monthly newsletter, like an actual touchable, huggable newsletter Wow! that has like author inspiration, artist inspiration, business talk, legal talk. Um, and I know that they're having their big conference. It's a pricey cause it's like mm-hmm. a formal conference thing in Springfield in, April and I go I've gone to that a few times and I've had a lot of luck uh they also do pitches to agents and editors and feedback on work and they have portfolio contests and um feedback and agents for artists as well as authors sounds like that's the next place we need to go So yeah, there. Um, check check out the Society of Children's Book Writers Illustrators. There's a New England branch because New England just rocks like that. <laughs> um, and you should be able to find the conference if. And I would definitely recommend going to that too because you can bring your art and bring whatever you're working on and get feedback. And it's set up like where you actually take classes. Cool. So it's like a three, instead of like a convention, you actually go and you're sitting in like classrooms with other artists and authors, all at different levels in their um, field and guest speakers. And it's really cool. That sounds like so much fun. And like, we need to buy our tickets right now. Most definitely. <laughs> it opens on February 25th. So oh, March so soon. Calendar. I will tag you guys when I see it, if you want. Yes, Yes, please. please. (laughs) All right. Cool. And just uh, for our audience sake, since we didn't really mention any of this in the beginning, because we're just still kind of frazzled and trying to get our bearings, is uh, Trisha is an amazing author, and she is a member of the New England Horror Writers Association. Amazing author, amazing horror author. And so where can our audience find more about Trisha Woldrich on the internets? I have a website called, uh, it's at www.anovelfriend.com. And that covers both my author work and my editor work, because I'm also an editor and I work at a bookstore helping other authors. Uh, You can find most of my stuff on Amazon. I've got a couple of novellas out there through Pull to Pull Publishing. And I've got a lot of short stories and poetries out in a variety of anthologies and magazines. Um, I had three books out, 
there was well, well there was a kerfuffle. They are no longer in print, and I'm good with that. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> as long as you're good with it. That's all that matters. Yes. I'm good with it now that I have my rights back. There you go. <laughs> Do you have a an Instagram? I don't. I, I haven't figured out Instagram. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. So just Twitter. What? Twitter, uh, Facebook as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm on Facebook as both Trisha J. Wildridge and Novel Friend. And I am on Twitter as Novel Friend. And I, I sort of kind of tweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that great on social media. And I know I need to work on that. <laughs> not a problem. We, we are not amazing. I mean, Jeanette's probably better at social media than I am, but... We do our best. We promote, mm-hmm. you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I feel like I'm still getting comfortable with um, being personable on Twitter and using it as a, as a place to really connect with other human beings. So that's kind of like because it's such a short thing you can say. Um, I like the writer challenges in the span of a tweet. Those are fun. Yes. Um, so that's that's something I do the, the, the most. But I'm definitely once I get into vlogging, I think I'm going to be a lot more comfortable with um being connected with people on social media a little more uh regularly yeah. i'm gonna actually be picking both your brains about youtube because i yeah want to i was thinking of doing like a weekly reading one of my poems one of my flash fiction pieces one cool. of my short stories mm-hmm. and doing something with that because i enjoy reading yeah and i enjoy performing and I love doing it in person and I mm-hmm. haven't, the few times I've done it online has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So. You could do it. Like if you do it every week at a specific time, um, mm-hmm. live video is just crazy trending right now. Um, so okay. if you were to do like, I don't know, uh, Friday night reading and you just put aside 20 minutes every Friday night for to read part of something. And then every week you come back and read Are a you story. Talking about like, a, like a Facebook live, uh, Facebook live, is definitely uh, and at pretty much any platform, if you do okay. a live video, it prioritizes your video above everything else. Um, okay. So live video is an easier way, in some ways, if you're comfortable performing like that, to get more eyes on you faster. Okay. And then you can keep the um, recording of that because it, like, if you do it through YouTube um, and stream you live, um, which I think is what they call it, then it keeps a recording of the live stream and then you can post that on the channel and have it there for people to watch later. Um, okay. So that's something I've been learning lately is that live video is doing so incredibly well right now. Um, who knows in four months if that'll be the case, but at the moment it's like the easiest way to get to the top of the list. Okay. All right. I will... Make that something that might happen in the next week or so, and I'll let you guys know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the the trick is consistency, which is part of where I have been faltering up until hopefully now, where I will start posting actually every other week. Um, Just pick a schedule and stick to it, and the more consistent you are, the better it will grow. And then the better it will be to say, hey, if you liked this excerpt from the book, you can buy it in the link below. Okay. Things like that. Cool. Thank you. 
But if you ever want to pick my brain about that kind of stuff, I have learned a lot about social media and how to use it. Um, I would not call myself an expert, but uh, an intermediate power user. And anybody, if they want to reach cringy, out but yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> ask a question, we're always available to oh, heck yeah. help out. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. And now now I, when I look at Jeanette, all I can think about is the mother of dragons. I look like Daenerys. I need to braid my hair and wear a dragon on my shoulder at all times at with all times. this new pigmentless <laughs> <Yes>. hairdo. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, Jeanette, for our listeners who can't see this, we'll have to put a picture on Twitter because... It's shocking. <laughs> uh, Jeanette went to get her hair done right before we were recording this, and then she sat down next to me, and I, in the corner of my eye, I thought she was wearing a wig. And then I look at her, and it's just like... Like White, she, blonde it's, it's like hair. she saw a, a ghost. <laughs> it just scared all of the color out of me. <laughs> so I'm getting used to it. It was a little shocking at first, but I am getting used to it. And uh, yeah, I kind of love it because I feel like I look like like one of the wise anime characters, or like Daenerys, mm. or <laughs> like she should be carrying a staff. Yeah, basically, I am a wizard. Should, no, yes. I should have pointy ears and a bow because I look like Legolas. I don't know. I think you should <laughs> definitely go with a wizard hat and a staff and start yelling out, you shall not pass everywhere you go. <gasps> this will work for my beard video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. But thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your your talent for interviewing with us today and for helping this become uh, definitely a better farewell episode so thank you so much i'm glad i'm glad thank you guys for everything you do and i really look forward to following you in your continued journeys thank you thank you so much trisha thank you everybody so much for listening and for being a part of this journey with us we really could not have done this without you guys and your continued support Uh, i know we didn't get a lot of reviews or comments constantly but you guys listening every week and retweeting our episodes and helping to kind of push us to the top and, and, and get people to notice that we exist and um, your appreciation and love has always been just so much and, and so great for us. And so thank you so much for being a part of this. Absolutely. I, I can't thank you guys enough for listening and for the people that were on this show for sharing their knowledge with us. We've grown so much as people, as creators, as uh, I don't know, human beings are a little flawed, but hey, as human beings, um, because you've been on this journey with us, I, I just, I, I'm at a loss of words, <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you've been here with us and that, and that we have had this opportunity to create this podcast with you. And um, you should still continue to follow us on Twitter because we will be continuing to promote past episodes and this episode. And we also will be um, talking about our journey as it gets closer, as we get more information kind of solidified of what we're doing next. Uh, Jeanette's YouTube channel and my vlog and the new show that we're creating for mm-hmm. as a podcast. Um, once all that gets a little closer to being more solidified, we will definitely keep you guys informed so you can follow us at ninth story podcast that's the number nine th story podcast and you can also see all the show notes for today's episode for all the information that trisha just unloaded onto us with this amazing (laughs) amount of information it's just really really great resources for you guys uh and where you can find trisha as well in her works and so you can find all that information uh at this particular address which is podcast dot ninth story 
com forward slash S6E24 or just go to podcast.ninthstory.com. That's the number 9thstory.com. And uh, you will see all of the uh, links for all the episodes that we did, including this one, which is episode 24, our very last Ninth Story podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. And be sure to stay tuned, as always, after the commercial for a poem. Yay! Because <laughs> we want to end it on a positive, but possibly weird note. It's definitely going to be on a weird note. <laughs> this has been the Ninth Story Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being creative. Keep going. Just because this podcast ends doesn't mean your journey has to or ours as well. So mm -hmm. please continue to talk to us, share your journey, ask us questions. Let's be friends. We love you guys. Yes, we do. Signing out. This is Alexander. This is Jeanette. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Welcome to the post-show poem. This one is called, When the Abyss Answers. The boiling abyss floods her senses, bursting through her soul and claiming it for the unnameable gods. This was posted on HorrorMade.com and was part of the hashtag HorrorHaikusDay prompt on Twitter. This was also written by me, Jeanette Andromeda. So if you would like to find me, you can find me at Jeanette Andromy on Twitter. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.